Hey friends, let's get into it. This week, I want to talk about two popular personal finance software tools. One is called YNAB, You Need a Budget, and the other one is called Monarch Money. And I've changed allegiances, and I want to tell you why. By the way, if you didn't know, you're listening to a podcast, and that podcast is called Liz Gets Loaded, The Money Kind of Loaded. And it's about money and anxiety, and I have both. Plenty of both. Okay. So I have been using one tool or another to track my overall financial situation. I mean, basically my whole adult life. I started using Mint, I think it was 2008 or 2009. And even before that, I had my own system, which mostly involved logging into all of my accounts and checking the balance at least once a day. Because I am a worrier by nature and money is always a place where I've felt I could really exert a sense of control. So I used Mint until it, Mint had its own issues until it like really got painful. And then I switched over to a tool called You Need a Budget or YNAB. And then I decided to give another tool called Monarch Money a whirl. And I was like, wait, this is way better. <laughs> so I, spoiler alert, if you just wanted to know what I ended up with, Monarch Money is my new best friend now. We're in love and I hope that we're happy together for a very long time. Okay. Why do I like Monarch Money so much? Overall, the highest level headline here is that the way that Monarch Money is set up just fits a lot better with how I think about my money. I think of my money when in terms of a monthly budget. So like every month, how much is coming in and how much is going out. And then on an annual basis, how much is coming in and how much is going out. So I really like being able to see at a glance monthly totals, how much money came in and how much money went out. I also think in terms of my own net worth, our net worth and our net worth tracking. And that is way, 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 way easier to do in Monarch Money than it is in YNAB. It can show you right at a glance on the homepage how your net worth has changed this month, like it updates daily. That's fine. And it's good if you're someone like me who can easily stomach the ups and downs. I don't stress out about the stock market going up and down. Like when it's up, I'm like, oh, yay, it's up. And when it's down, I'm like, oh, yay, it's down. And all of the I'm investing every month is buying even more shares. So like I'm good either way. But if you're newer to investing and seeing sometimes that swing down a lot is going to be stressful for you, then like this might not be the right tool for you. I was like that. I remember putting my first big chunk of cash into the stock market in a taxable brokerage. So not in an IRA, not in a 401k where like, you know, you're just not going to need that money for a long time. And even though I think of my taxable brokerage as a retirement account, I don't know. There was something about putting it in and then the market just totally dropped this huge amount the next month. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) And I was stressed about it, but I'm not there anymore. That was some number of years ago. So that doesn't bother me anymore. If if that's the kind of thing that would bother you, then like this might not be the right tool for you. And everything I'm sharing is just from my own perspective. So there's websites out there in the world that will have someone do more of like a journalistic style review of some of these tools. And I'm not doing that really. maybe a little. I'm just sharing how this works with my life. So if you don't like seeing your net worth go up and down all the time, this might not be a good tool for you. You can take it off the front homepage dashboard, but it's always going to be 
the top of your little accounts tab in the app. So I like it though, especially once you've had your money in there for a long time and you can see how it goes up and down, but the trend is like overall up. I think that that's really nice. So it also fits into the way that I think about my money because it consolidates all of my accounts into one place. Because I remember early, early, early days, like right when I was first an adult and had my first place and right out of school, literally when I got to work in the morning, I would just log into every account. Like I would log into my bank account and look at my checking balance. And then I would log, I had a couple of different credit cards. And so I would log into those and look at those and just make sure that everything looked right and looked good. And I would be like, okay, now I can start working for the day. So having that all in one place, very helpful for me. And it almost kind of acts like this is, you know, not super fun to think about, but I'm very much the CFO of my household. And so if something were to happen to me, there's another list and another document of like, Hey, here's all of our accounts where we have money, but also even just the accounts tab in Monarch Money would show all of our accounts. Mostly it shows at least like the last four of the account number, the balance, the company, where those funds are held, et cetera. So it's kind of a nice backup. And then another way that Monarch Money fits better with the way that I think about our money is it lets me plan for future months, which is something that YNAB also did, but Mint didn't do it. And it drove me bananas. And I really like being able to go into the budget whenever I'm thinking about it. Let's say I know a month from now, two months from now, oh, we're planning a trip. Let me throw some money in the vacation budget for that month. I really like being able to do that ahead of time. It makes me really happy. So there's a lot that I like here and it's not that, I mean, I liked You Need a Budget. I liked it a lot. There were a lot of things I liked about it. I wouldn't ever recommend someone not use that product. I think it's a great product. Some big differences is it really only lets you budget with the money that you have. So when I'm coming into February, I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to get paid twice in February and this is what I'm estimating coming in and then I'm going to budget with that money. So just as an example, I might be like, okay, like I think I'm going to have $10,000 coming in and I think I have $8,000 going out, right? My mortgage is this much, groceries is this much, I've got to take my car into the shop, that's this much, I'm going to pay for Netflix and my electric bill and et cetera, and all adds up, right? And the big difference is in YNAB, instead of being like, okay, you have $10,000 coming in this month, like how are you going to budget that going out? It's like, um, actually right now in your checking account, you have $3,000. So like, how do you want to budget that? Or even if it was $8,000 or $10,000, you can only budget with the money that you have already received. And I totally respect that. And I think that that's a very valid way to think about it. And there's definitely an argument to be made that you don't want to count on money that hasn't come in yet. But I don't know, I've been working for a long time, like even (laughs) since my job's in high school. And I generally have accurately predicted the money that's coming in. It has not steered me wrong. By the way, one thing I have always done with all of these tools is when I have a job where I get paid on the 15th and the last day of the month, I just pretend that I get paid on the 15th and the first day of the month. So right now it's February. So I took my January 31st paycheck and I just changed the date. I was like, nope, that's a, that's now a February 1st paycheck. So that counts for February. And then I use my February 15th paycheck. And that's what I think about for February. That way, just from a cash flow perspective, it doesn't feel like, oh, I have all this money going out all month and then it doesn't come in until the last day of the month. It just works for me. Like you can do it that way. You don't have to, but that's the way that I like to do it. Okay. So YNAB only lets you budget with the money you have. It's very much a digital envelope kind of system. So if you've ever heard of the budget envelope system or seen people talk about it, it's like, what if you got paid all in cash and then you put all that cash in different envelopes? So let's say you put $300 into your grocery envelope. And then when you went grocery shopping, you only took money out of that envelope to pay for 
for things instead of just having like one big envelope with all your cash in it. And you just have to mentally think, okay, this is much as for rent and this much is for car insurance and this much is for groceries. And a lot of people really love that about YNAB. And I like that about YNAB for sure. But you can do a very similar thing, if not the same thing in Monarch. So you kind of know what you have coming in for the month and then you can set up your budget. So I'm going to say, okay, I think my electric bill is going to be $300 and my internet's going to be $50 and my Peloton's going to be $50. And I sort of distribute all that money, right? So it's ready to go in the budget for when that charge hits. But one of the things I really liked about you need a budget is that you could assign money to a budget category and treat it like a sinking fund. So Christmas is a good example, right? So I know that I'm going to need about $2,000 for Christmas. So every month I could add a little bit of money to my Christmas envelope in YNAB. And then by the time December rolls around, hopefully I've got $2,000 or something close in that envelope, right? But you can do something really similar in Monarch. So you set a budget and then you can just say, yes, this rolls over. I have all of my budget set to roll over. And then you can also move things around. So in the same way in YNAB, you could like move money from one envelope to another. So if you went over on your takeout spending, no big deal. Maybe you take some money out of your digital imaginary grocery envelope and then you put it in your digital imaginary takeout envelope to cover the difference. And you can do the same thing with Monarch. So I'll give you an example. January, we had a big chunk of money come in. I talked about this. We had had that severance check that paid out. And so we had like a lot more money than we needed just to cover our expenses in January because it was a couple months of pay, right? And so what I did in January, because we had more money coming in, is I like pre-funded some expenses that I knew we had coming up down the road. So I put like $2,000 into our vacation budget, even though I think that's mostly money that's going to be spent in the future. Same with, so I only pay my cell phone bill once a year, and I know it's going to be $400 for both of us for the year, somewhere around $400. It's like $403.22 or something. So again, in January, I had some extra cash coming in for the month. And so I pre-funded the cell phone budget and I put $400 in there and then it'll just roll over every month until we get to October when I will pay that bill. And if something happens in the meantime, let's say we have an emergency come up, I could take money out of that cell phone budget, put it towards whatever the emergency was, and then work on refilling it in time for October. That was one of the things I really liked about YNAB, but it's also pretty easy to do in Monarch too. I was pretty pumped about that. A couple other things that are different, like Monarch versus YNAB. So tags are way better in Monarch. YNAB, I think they only kind of recently added tabs. And then originally they were just colors. So you could tag things as purple or blue or green, and you would just know in your head what that meant. And then recently they gave you the ability to rename them to whatever you want, but you still couldn't report on them. So I wasn't, I wasn't totally seeing the benefit of tags in Monarch. You can tag things, you can set up rules to automatically tag things. So certain dollar amount, certain business, certain whatever you can set up those things to auto tag and you can report on them. So in my mind, it's actually a lot more useful. We were actually just talking about this this afternoon because we have a lot of medical expenses and I'm always looking at our medical expenses and then looking at our deductible on Cigna's website, right? And going, okay, wait, this is... We've only paid like $100 towards our deductible, but I see in Monarch that we had like $500 in medical expenses last month. So why don't those match? And so we were talking about using tags to tag things like, oh, that was a medical expense, but it's not going to count towards our deductible. So as an example, we get some physical therapy, massage, torture situation. (laughs) 
through an out-of-network provider. Like we don't run through it through insurance. That's still a medical expense, but it doesn't count towards our deductible, right? So we were talking about using tax for that to either say, okay, this counts towards our deductible or no, I wouldn't expect it to. Or maybe using a tag to tag something that's like, hey, that should show up on our deductibles. So let's tag it and keep an eye on it. And then once it actually shows up, then we can untag it and know that it's taken care of. So there's a million different uses for tags. Let's see. Another big difference is reporting. This one's really big for me. YNAB has reporting and it's it's pretty good. You cannot access the reporting through the mobile app on your phone or on your tablet. And there were, I don't know, about 100 million times that I wished that I could access reporting on the app and you can access all of the reporting in the app on Monarch Money. So I like that. And also Monarch Money has this great cash flow tab in the app that just shows you at a glance, like how much you've spent for the month, which again, I really enjoy. That's how I think about our money. That might not be the way that you think about your money, but I'm not just interested in knowing, hey, what I've budgeted and what's left in the budget. I want to know how much we've actually spent. I want to be able to log in and see, hey, you spent $37 on clothes this month quickly. So I like that. See some other differences. One of the big differences, one of the things I love about YNAB is that every any transaction that comes into the software, so both of these tools link to all of your accounts, right? They link directly to your bank account, your credit card, your investment accounts, etc. And in YNAB, when you go spend money, so let's say I, you know, I go out on the weekend, I go out for breakfast, and I go take a yoga class and I pay for parking. So when those three transactions come in, YNAB puts them in like an inbox. It's like, hey, you have three new transactions. You've got like Smoothie Palace for $8 and you've got Yoga World for $20 and you've got Parking Company for $3. And then it gives you a guess. It's like, hey, we think that this is uh, takeout, gym and fitness and a driving. We think that that's the category. Can you just give us like a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that? And I really like that so much. And it was one of the things I was like, I'll never switch away from YNAB only because I really like the way that they do that. And then I found out that Monarch doesn't do that by default, but you can kind of get there. So Monarch has some really robust conditional rules. You can set up rules like, okay, if the description matches or contains this, or the dollar amount is exactly this, or between these two dollar amounts, or on this date, or on this account, or whatever, you can set up all these rules. And so one of the rules that I basically set up was like, for every transaction, like if the transaction is more than one penny, basically set it as needs to be reviewed. And so it's a couple more clicks or a couple more taps for me to get in there, but it essentially creates that inbox that I loved so much in YNAB. So I was really, really, really happy about that. One of the other things that I loved about YNAB is it has a really beautiful and elegant way of dealing with duplicate transactions. It will detect them automatically. And then again, say, hey, we think that these were duplicates. Can you just like give us a thumbs up that these are duplicates? And that's so helpful because these automatic syncing tools, like they work pretty well, but every once in a while, of course, there's some kind of snafu and Monarch doesn't do that at all. It's not like a total deal breaker, but oh, the way that YNAB did it, it was so good. I hope that they add that eventually one day. I've read that a big difference between Monarch money and YNAB is that Monarch is tracking what happened in the past and YNAB is planning for what's happening in the future. And like, I, I get that take, but I don't know that I totally agree with it. I get it. YNAB will only let you look at the money you have right now and make plans for what you want to do with it in the future. 
Monarch will kind of let you like predict what money you have coming in and also budget for that in the future. I just think this is really more of a mindset thing and you can accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with either of these pieces of software, right? I think it's like, I think it's fine either way. If you're mostly looking to track what has already happened, both of these tools will do that for you. If you're mostly looking to plan for the future, both of these tools will do that for you. All right. Does that make sense? I hope so. Okay. All right. I have, I actually made notes. I don't always make notes before podcasting. Sometimes I just know what I want to say and I just hit record, but they made notes and I had a couple sections. So like kind of my overall headline, we covered that it's sort of like why not versus monarch money. I think we covered that. My next section I labeled whatevs. And these are two things about monarch money that I don't really care about, but like maybe you care about. One is goals. I don't think the goals feature is great. I I don't even remember. I tried using it and I was like, oh, this doesn't really make sense. And I just like deleted it. I'm very in tune with my own financial goals. (laughs) So like if I'm trying to have a certain amount of money in an account or like save for an expense ahead of time, I don't know that you necessarily need to use the goals feature. I was reading online today. I was just kind of trying to read about monarch money versus YNAB and what other people were saying to jog my own memory about anything I might want to say here. And I read something that said, oh, like goals might be changing soon, which as an aside, I will say Monarch Money, I think they got this huge influx of new users when Mint shut down and they are striking while the iron is hot. They are like, hiring more customer service people, making tons of updates to the product. Like they recognize they have a window here as a business. And it seems like they've just been rolling out new features every couple of weeks. So that's cool. Anyways, goals. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the goals function in Monarch Money is that great. And I don't care. The other thing is Monarch Money has this tool that shows you your upcoming recurring transactions. And they just try to look at your spending patterns and see like, oh, okay, it looks like every month you get charged for Netflix and on this date and your mortgage on this date or your rent on this date. And and so then it shows you like, hey, here's what we think is coming up. And sometimes it's right and sometimes it's not. So for example, I notorious my only frugal habit in the whole world is that I rotate streaming services. So I cancel Netflix and then I do Hulu for a month. And then I cancel Hulu and then I do HBO Max for a month, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's always like, hey, we think you're going to get charged for HBO Max in two weeks. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) But it's even noticed things like I go and pick up a prescription on a regular basis. And it's like, hey, we think you're going to go to the pharmacy and like spend eight (laughs) dollars. Like, oh, that's pretty clever. I, I don't really, again, it's in the whatevs category for me. This doesn't really change my life either way, but it's kind of neat. I can see why people would get value out of it, but it's not important to me. So, all right. Lastly, I asked on Instagram for some questions, like what questions you have about using Monarch Money. I covered a lot of them already in what I described about my experience in using the software, but here are a couple questions. I don't think I checked about already. So one, historic data, like how did you get your historic data into Monarch Money? I didn't. You can, if you were using Mint, they have a whole tutorial, I think like, Hey, here's how to download all your information. Here's how to upload it into our system and get it right. I have always kept my own spreadsheet and I also use the, my wealth diary tracker. And I have for a couple of years. So I feel like I already have a backup and I'm a tiny bit sad about not being able to just log into Mint whenever I want and see how much I spent on getting my nails done eight years ago, I guess, but I don't actually do it that often. So I just decided not to worry about it uncharacteristically, I just decided not to stress about something. And then someone also asked how I use it with the My Wealth Diary dashboard, which is a great question. So the My Wealth dashboard tracker 
I love. It's a tool you can buy on Etsy and it's a Google sheet. It's like the most tricked out Google sheet in the world. And basically you enter all of your transactions and then it spits out just pages and pages of beautiful charts showing, are you on track to your investing goals? What your cash flow looks like? What your budget looks like? It's really, really cool. At the end of the month, I just transfer everything from Monarch Money into the My Wealth dashboard. The dashboard was originally designed to have you enter each transaction as its own line item. I don't do that. I've never done that. I always just add the monthly total. So I'll give you an example. It's designed originally for you to be like, okay, on February 1st, I went to Trader Joe's and I spent $98. And then on, and that's groceries. And then on February 10th, I went to Whole Foods and I spent another $70. And that is also groceries. And on February 20th, I went to Costco and I spent $200. So I don't do that. Instead, I just put February 1st, groceries, the total, like $600. And I categorize this ad as groceries. And it all the charts work exactly the same. It still gives me all the beautiful data. You could definitely just export all of your transactions and like copy and paste them in. But I like to manually type them in because we all do weird things for fun. So I just like to kind of like get my hands on it at the end of the month and like touch everything. And that's actually a part of our money date. So one of us reads off the totals, the other one types into the spreadsheet. It takes 20 minutes and it's just the 20 minutes a month that we talk about what we spend money on and what we think we're going to spend money on soon. And just are we on track in general? I did an episode about how we do money dates in case you were interested in that. Okay. That was another question. How do you get a partner on board with the new system? Uh, Listen, I am like very much the person that handles all of this in the house. So a nice thing about Monarch is it does let you have multiple logins. So if you share finances with someone, you can each have your own username and password and access the same budget. We have always just used the same account. So even when we used a tool that didn't have that functionality, like we just used the same username and password and it wasn't a big deal. If you like that might not work for everyone, but that's how it is for us. But honestly, I'm I'm the only one touching it 96% of the time. Okay, I thought this was a good question. Do you even need a tool <laughs> given like where you are? with your income and expenses. No, I don't need a tool. Like we could probably stop tracking money today and be like completely fine. We pretty consistently are having more income coming in than what's going out. And if there are occasional months where there's more going out, like, you know, it's, it's balanced. I like using a tool. I like knowing how much money we have coming in. I really like how knowing how much money is going out. And it's really helpful if you're someone who's trying to plan for retirement, especially early retirement, to really have a strong handle on what your true expenses are. So I've been tracking our expenses forever. (laughs) And I've been tracking my own expenses like literally forever. And so when I'm thinking like, hey, how much do I need to retire? How much do I think I'm going to spend? I have all this data because I know what I'm spending now and I know what I've spent over the last however many years. So you definitely don't need a tool. I like Monarch Money though. I log into it at least once a day and kind of like approve transactions, look at the budgets. It's definitely also the kind of thing that you could just log into once a month or once a week and be more hands-off if you, I just, I just like it though. I just like puttering around in there. So, okay. Someone asked if you could forecast things in the future. I know I touched on that, but I wanted to say more explicitly when I log into Monarch, it's says, okay, here's what's going on with the current month, but then I can look at previous months and I can also look at future months and I can, again, adjust a future month and say, oh, actually I'm getting, I'm getting a bonus next month. And I think that's going to increase my income by this much. And I know I have this expense coming up. So let me go ahead and add that into the budget for six months from now. So I don't forget. So I really like that. And then it also has this forecast view that lets you kind of like look at the rest of the year and what you think you have coming in and what you think you have going out and changing it right there. 
And this tab is looks really, really similar. This is almost exactly basically what I have been tracking in my own spreadsheet. So not the My Wealth dashboard, but just the spreadsheet that I've been keeping since I was a baby. Basically, <laughs> it looks almost exactly the same. So I really, really, really like that tab. And I really like the ability to plan into the future. That is important for me and my own sanity. And then the last question I got was from someone who was like, hey, I love Monarch 2. And what do you think about the steep price? And I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, I didn't think that the price was that steep, but maybe it is. I guess, you know, it's all relative. So it's $100 a year. It's $99.99 per year. And I think their promo right now is 50% off the first year. And you can get a month free if you use anyone's referral code. Let's see. I just pulled it up right now. It, it says basically if someone uses your referral code, you get $15 off like the next time it renews for $100. I don't think I've even shared my referral code. I don't know. Cause like there's so many floating around, you know me, I'm kind of funny about like privacy. Sometimes I'm always afraid if I share a referral code, when you click on it, it's going to be like, hello, this person has shared their referral code. Here's their home address <laughs> or something like ridiculous. So sometimes I share a referral code. Sometimes I don't. Anyways, I think that my actual point is that I think a hundred dollars, I have two points. One, I think it's a hundred dollars for the year is not for what it does. I don't know. We're so used to like software being free and there's so much free stuff in general available. I think sometimes we get a little bit allergic to having to pay for something, but I don't mind paying for this because I think it's great. My second point and sharing all of that was that I am sharing that like I'm not even sharing my referral code. I just really love this tool and I want to talk about it and I want to share about it. No ulterior motives. Like if you can't find someone else with a referral code to get you a month free, I mean, you can ask Maggie at Inside Out Money. You can ask Anita at The Retired Millennial. If for some reason you cannot find one, I will send you mine so you can get a month for free. But I'm just sharing this out of pure love and passion. All right. So I've talked about this before. I've kind of said like, oh, I think I'm going to switch. I think I'm liking it, but I'm officially switched. I haven't even logged into YNAB in a long time. I did the other day and was like, you have 160 transactions to approve. I need to make sure I cancel it and that it doesn't, that YNAB doesn't auto bill me because I think I paid through April. If you have any questions at all, let me know. It's funny. I tried Monarch Money a long time ago and I was like, uh, I don't really get it. It's basically the exact same as Mint, but Mint is free. So why would I pay to use Monarch when I can use Mint for free? But they have added, well, first of all, Mint is no longer an option because they're shutting down. But Monarch has just added so many features. Like clearly they just have a pretty robust product team and engineering team. Like I said, it seems like they're pumping out new stuff all the time. So I think that this tool is really great as it is. And I really think that it's only going to get better. I'm a big fan. I like using it. And if you're thinking about it, I would just give it a go. All right. That's all I have to say. I have been talking for a very long time. Thank you so much for listening to me go on about something that I'm passionate about. I love listening to people talk about the things that they're passionate about. A lot of us do, right? That's why things like TED Talks are so cool and popular. But thank you for listening. There are a flippity squillion podcasts in the world. And how neat that out of all the options, you and I got to spend a few minutes together today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about Monarch Money or just literally anything, feel free to send me a DM on the gram. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. 